My name is Dr. James Rudd. I'm the Digital Media Editor at Heart. Many thanks for joining us today on this episode of the Heart Podcast. And I'm delighted to be joined today on the podcast by Professor Nadia Khan from the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. Nadia, many thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. And Nadia, you've recently published an original research paper in Heart entitled Sex Differences in Prodromal Symptoms in Acute Coronary Syndrome in Patients Aged 55 Years or Younger. And I thought this was a really uh, interesting paper and well worthy of a podcast. Perhaps we could just start off by giving the audience the background to the paper and the motivations for the research within it. What was the main thing that attracted you to this area? Certainly. Well, I think there are several aspects. One is uh, prodromal symptoms. So prodromal symptoms are symptoms of uh, that occur days and weeks prior to acute coronary syndrome. So they're separate from and do not include the symptoms that occur during acute coronary syndrome. And these symptoms were actually associated with increased risk of cardiovascular events and revascularization in women compared to women that do not have prodromal symptoms. So in that regard, they're an interesting and potentially important opportunity for us to institute earlier diagnostic and preventative therapy. So that was one important aspect. And another important aspect was we know there are sex differences in some elements of cardiovascular care, especially after patients have been diagnosed with acute coronary syndrome. And also younger women are younger women and men, in fact, are comprising a greater uh, proportion of our acute coronary syndrome population. So I think it was really important for us to investigate these patients and in particular their symptoms that occur before they're actually having acute coronary syndrome and really the pathways uh, to care and how their care is being managed. Okay. I, I know that you've published previously in this area, focusing more on the actual presenting symptoms and the differences between men uh, and women when they actually have an acute coronary syndrome. But this is a very different approach. Here you're looking at symptoms that may be, I guess, days or weeks before the actual acute coronary syndrome. That's right. Okay. And how did you go about doing the study? What kind of study was it? Well, this was originally set out as a prospective cohort study. Uh, it was involving 24 sites across Canada and one site in the U.S. and one site in Switzerland. And so we had really captured women and men who were having acute coronary syndrome as diagnosed in a coronary care unit, cardiology ward, or intensive care unit across these sites. And they had been followed for a year. And so this analysis represents a cross-sectional analysis of that cohort study. And patients, while they were in hospital, within usually within a few days of admission, uh, completed questionnaires and we had conducted medical chart reviews uh, to evaluate in a very standardized way prodromal symptoms that they were experiencing prior to their ACS event. Okay. And we're talking around just over a thousand patients eventually entered that's, into the study. That's correct. It was 1,145 patients. Okay. And um, how do you define, uh, just briefly, how do you define prodromal symptoms? So prodromal symptoms, again, were symptoms that are occurring before the actual acute coronary syndrome event. And in our case, we had decided that 
they were going to be of moderate intensity and occurring at least once per week. So significant enough, I think, that uh, care providers and patients may more likely pay attention to these symptoms. Okay. And what did you find? What was the main, the headline result of this paper? So we found several important aspects. One was that prodromal symptoms are indeed quite common in young patients, slightly more so in women than men, uh, but they were incurring in the majority of, of patients that were young, age less than 55 years or younger. Um, and other aspects of this paper that were important were that despite having these prodromal symptoms, and again, this is a patient population with multiple cardiac risk factors, almost half or just under half were actually seeking medical attention for these symptoms. When we looked at the symptoms a little bit further, typical symptoms that young patients experienced were symptoms of unusual or significant fatigue, sleep disturbances, so difficulty falling asleep, significant anxiety, left arm discomfort, and heart racing. So these are fairly nonspecific symptoms. About 24% had symptoms of chest pain. Um, but from these symptoms, about half were seeking medical attention. And uh, more women than men sought medical attention. But when you accounted for differences in symptoms, actually men and women sought uh, care equally. And just from your the second point you made there, even though quite a significant proportion of people with unusual, unexpected prodromal symptoms did seek medical help, uh, what you note and what really caught my eye was that even though these are, are young people defined as aged under 55, really not too much was done. It didn't seem to me anyway in terms of addressing some of those risk factors. So there really might be an, an opportunity to, to, uh, to raise awareness of this issue. That's right. That was a surprising finding for us is that, again, as these patients, you know, 40% were smokers, approximately 40% were obese, dyslipidemia, high proportion with hypertension. Some patients with previous family history of coronary disease, um, these patients, even though they sought care um, and almost all reported that some investigation had occurred by their family or their primary care provider, um, by the time they showed up for their acute coronary syndrome, less than a third were on the typical cardiovascular uh, medications that you might expect with people with this level of uh, cardiovascular risk. One example is, as I mentioned, 40% of patients were smokers. Despite having these multiple risk factors, seeking attention for these prodromal symptoms, none of the patients in our study were actually uh, on nicotine replacement therapy. Okay. I guess coming back to the the fact that quite a few of the patients had investigations instituted, and I suppose you're talking really about EKG, ECGs there, um, one of the problems might be that the ECG would be normal and the symptoms are very nonspecific. The primary care physician is in a difficult position, right, because they, there's clearly no evidence of an ongoing ACS, yet the patient is reporting unusual symptoms. Uh, what are they supposed to do? But I guess what you're saying is they could at least address the risk factors and um, pass the patient on for another opinion if required from a cardiologist. Exactly. And I think that that's a very important point. So the physician, especially as these symptoms are nonspecific, largely for young patients, and again, it's a young population. So already there's going to be a lower perceived risk for impending acute coronary syndrome in this population. Um, 
cardiovascular risk control is certainly, um, uh, I think, something that's very important to address in this patient population. And also, this may also be an opportunity to educate patients on prompt arrival to the emergency department should they have symptoms of acute coronary syndrome. So there might be an educational opportunity as well in this time period. We don't know, for example, if we did institute more aggressive cardiovascular uh, risk factor control in this in these scenarios that it would lead to uh, prevention or uh, reduced impact of um, acute coronary syndrome if they were to occur. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a great point, isn't it? Even though it might be too late, if the fact that they're days or weeks away from an acute coronary syndrome, uh, to to actually avert it at that stage. But nevertheless, it, as you say, it's an important contact point with medical services to perhaps uh, make a difference in the longer term. Maybe not the short term, but in the longer term. Exactly. And one other point I might add is that, um, you know, I think there is a popular opinion, um, and certainly from qualitative study, there's been concern that women's symptoms are less likely to be taken seriously by healthcare professionals, especially when they're uh, seeking care for cardiovascular or cardiovascular care with these nonspecific uh, prodromal symptoms. And certainly we found um, really no difference in tests ordered, for example, and women and men equally had low rates of cardiovascular risk reduction therapy. So we, we found less differences in pre-cardiac care and than we were than a popular opinion might suggest. Okay, so women or females presenting were taken as seriously as males, is what you're saying, in this study anyway? That's correct. Okay, but actually overall the care for both sexes, for everybody presenting with prodromal symptoms, in your opinion, is, is suboptimal? Correct. Okay. Well, that's really fascinating, uh, Nadia, and thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the podcast. Um, the paper is now live on the on the Heart website, and I'll put description and links to the Heart website in the show notes below. And thank, thank you, thank you to the audience as well for for joining us on this episode of the Heart Podcast. Mm-hmm.